Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, one of the things since we've been talking about mysteries that we need to talk about is how to put clues and things in your sessions. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's a, a thing that a lot of people uh, maybe do by accident. So what I end up doing is I will create a, I'll grab a piece of paper and I will put the hook at the very top. And I'll put the encounter at the very bottom, like the last encounter, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then what I will do, and we talked about this a little bit with the Arania, um, and I think also with the Abolith as yeah. well. Um, so what I'll do then is I'll just create a series of branching strategies. So the hook will lead to three things, and then I will just – I won't even put what they are. I'll just draw like three little lines, and I'll leave a spot for me to write what those are. And then I'll have one of them branch to two things. I'll have one branch to three things. I'll have one just dead end there or something like that. And then what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll just say, okay, um, I need this place. I need this person. I need this uh, event, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I'll just start swapping out events, people, and whatever. And then I'll try to figure out what I need to um, go to the next location. And that is the clue. So um, it's really hard to talk in the abstract. So let's talk very specific. So in the Arania... One, you're fighting a shape-shifting spider who's kidnapped somebody. The hook was the family of the kidnapped victim has offered you a reward to get their family member back and obtain the kidnapper because this is the third family member that's been kidnapped. Um, so they want the kidnapper brought to justice because they realize their family is just a target for this. Yeah. And so, cool. Well, if that was just the hook and I said, what do you want to do next? There's no real plans. So what I would do in the hook is I would drop three kind of clues in the hook. So the person that was giving them the thing would say, look, there are three cousins that were kidnapped. They live on the other side of town. And then she would give you their names. My husband was last seen um, frequenting one of the places that he frequents, but I don't know where that is. Maybe my cousins know, but he only likes to go to a handful of places. One of them is, and I would drop the name of a tavern that they would go to. She wouldn't know the name of the brothel that is where the spider actually is, but she would know the name of the tavern he likes to frequent. So that gives you a tavern you can go to to get clues and three people you can go to to get clues. Mm -hmm. So now I have four branching strategies. Um, off of that, then um, if they did certain things like quests or anything else, again, see the Arania um, video and uh, podcast if you haven't heard it yet. That what I would say is uh, then I would start branching from there. So the bar the bartender is going to be kind of a, maybe a dead end. Um, nothing that they can really find there at this moment. Now we're going to loop back to the bar here in a second. The One of the brothers will mention maybe the brothel's name if you do something for them, like a side quest. So side quest is offered. If they do the side quest, they can get the brothel's name. Mm -hmm. One of the other brothers will mention that um, – he was taken, not um, in one of those locations, but he was actually taken while he was walking out of the out of the city, for instance, out of the little village. And he was near a cave when he was actually taken. And he doesn't remember too much about it, but he doesn't remember being taken by something overtly human. Okay, great. So then you can go explore that cave, for instance. Um, and then the other brother will again, drop uh, the name of both the brothel and the tavern, but only if you do another side quest for them, or 
If you don't like that, then they can say that maybe they tip the hand and say that the tavern owner is very suspicious and that they've seen the tavern owner doing stuff and working with people that dress in black at night. Um, and so then you could tr- try to, to stake out the tavern at night and see what you find. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm trying to say there is you can see all these branching strategies and each one of them leads to a clue. And so what I'll do is I will then, um, I will then fit the clue throughout. So here's the other thing I like to do. Like, I don't want to have it so that if you don't find all the clues, you can't actually solve the mystery. Um, because I don't think that's fun. <laughs> yeah, because you're playing a choose your own adventure book at that point where everything has to go. There's only one path that works. There's only one path. And that doesn't, I don't, I hate choose your own adventure books for that. That's why we all start at the back, right? And even then you're like, where is the good ending? Oh, page 12. Great. Um, you know, so it's really impossible to do that. And I hate pe- running people through that. So what I'll do instead is I'll say, okay, I need to have two or three ways for them to find the brothel. Because if they don't find the brothel, they can't find the spider, uh, shape-shifting spider who owns the brothel. Mm -hmm. I need them to find the cave. Because if they don't find the cave, then they're not going to find the body of the kidnapping victim. Okay? And I... So those are the two things they have to find. So I might have several clues pointing in those directions so that they cannot miss it if they decide to skip a path. Also, if they do decide to skip all the paths that will lead them away from all of that, I will use improvisation on the back end without them knowing, and I will move one of the clues that's a dead end and move in a clue that is helpful for them so that they don't mess themselves up. Also, I don't like having the most obvious clue have to be locked behind some like skill level 25 roll, and everyone decides to roll a three except for the one guy who has no ranks and he rolls a 19 and he still has a 20 mm-hmm. and I, no one gets it. And now your whole game is ruined. Don't do that. Instead, make sure that the clues they need to find, they will find that said, make sure you also put some clues in some other areas where if they did find it, they would actually have a lot easier time of the entire thing. So it encourages them to kind of do some of the side quests you're setting up. So, for instance, if you did some of the side quests to find the cave, you would find the body, but it doesn't really help you much. But if you did other side quests, like, and you talked to the town guard who says he saw a big spider, oh, well, that's a different conversation. Now you're like, wait, what's the spider thing? Mm-hmm. Um, if you start having other uh, other little clues and stuff that start dropping hints that the big bad might be, you know, again, depends on what your big bad is, but vulnerable to silver or you know, is hiding away a treasure that is leading to something else. I mean, like whatever the real issue is, you know, you don't want to have the whole thing where it's like, okay, I put up this big bad and there was a secret room that they had to find, but they didn't find it. They didn't even know to look for it. So they never even looked, they never found it. Well, now what were you going to do? Instead, what I would do is make sure that um, some of these side quests would give them information. Like, you know, it's rumored that there's a secret that the, you know, there's a secret room hidden in that mm-hmm. you know in that dungeon or something or you could have something pop open the secret room at that point if they don't have it as you had impro- to as improv if you really needed them to get to the secret room you can put another guy behind the secret room who's not as impressive as the big bad he opens up the door and it's like oh crap the apprentice thought the battle was over and that it's mastered one and then it runs into you guys mm-hmm. now while you're exhausted from the fight it doesn't mean you still can't take this thing on 
So there's so many different ways to do it. But with clues in general, I see clues as a way to get my players to get to the next stage. And instead of railroading them to get them there, I'm going to have, like I said, the branching strategy where the hook gives them three to five things they can do. And I'm going to ask them to do one of them. It's also fun if you look at it from a timeline perspective where you can shut down some options if they don't do one or the other, but it doesn't really matter. You don't have to do it that way. I mean, like the cousins in the Arania are always available to speak to you. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing shutting down by that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, it's not like they fled. They're just, you know, if you don't go talk to them, you don't go talk to them. Yeah. It's just harder. Um, but I would make sure that the, I would make sure that I'd put enough other stuff in there that it makes sense for your players to go through and try to find as many clues as they can. And here's the thing. It sounds like a lot of work and it can be, I wouldn't actually plan out all of the, um, I wouldn't plan out like every adventure underneath any of that, or even how big the cave was that they have to go into. I would just freehand draw the cave, um, and I would, or find one online and just steal it and use it. Um, but the thing that I really want to stress is, uh, giving your players the choice and then using quote unquote clues to guide them to the next areas where they need to be and Mm -hmm. prepare them for whatever final fight they need to do. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.